Welcome, everyone, to episode 29 of the Daddy Sharps podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And John, we're just a couple of dads who break down the conferences, the games, and the fights that your buddies are too square to break down. Wah, wah, wah. And in this podcast, we're breaking down the final four of a crazy March Madness. It's been an exciting tournament so far, and there's still plenty of action left. Yeah, there is. What a crazy tournament. <laughs> and in our nuts. deep dive, we're going to break that down a little bit. We're going to talk about this final four. Did anyone choose any of these teams, minus perhaps UConn, to be in the final four? Bad year to make a bracket. And what does that mean for Vegas? Who does Vegas want to win? Who do they want to lose? Are they the big winner in all this? So we're going to break all that down and take a look as well. But first, let's start, of course, by recapping our best bets from last week. Of course, I was out of town. John, thanks for covering the Elite Eight while I was out of pocket as well. But I had the same picks as you, and so why don't you do the recap for us? Oh, you give me the honors of making this fantastic recap, Mr. Luke. Uh, All I can say is, yikes, the Daddy Sharps had the first bad round of the entire March Madness tournament, but the good news is it had to happen in the Elite Eight. That's how far we've come. We went 0-3 in bad bets, though. Gonzaga, plus 2.5 versus UConn. We like the experience here versus UConn, and UConn emerged as the odds-on favorite to win the entire tournament after destroying the number one offense in the country. They beat the Zags 82-54. Gonzaga Gonzaga barely didn't cover. Unreal. Unreal. (laughs) I couldn't believe it either. (laughs) FAU, Kansas State, under 143.5. Luke, another yikes bet. I love the understreak that FAU was on, but all good things come to an end, and we knew this was going to be an end by halftime. I think the score was 81 total by halftime. The final here, 79-75 FAU, and the under misses by 12. Again, unreal. Just unreal. You know, when we've missed this year, it's been close. Uh, Not not this day. (laughs) We were were blown out. And then Creighton, minus one and a half versus San Diego State University. We all had San Diego State in the Final Four, right, Luke? That's what you had on your bracket, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, sure, no problem. All the way. (laughs) I mean, of course the Daddy Sharps had it. What have we been saying this entire tournament in every podcast? What does Tom Izzo say? Defense wins championships. Uh, we went with the Blue Jays on this one, my friends, and they outright lose 57 to 56. The Daddy Sharps go down with the Blue Jays. But San Diego State, we're going to hear about them on our best bets. So don't worry, folks. We went to the right side this time. <laughs> and, and Luke, I don't know about you, but this is the nuttiest Final Four that I can remember in a long time. I think everybody's bracket was over in the round of 32. All the number one seeds go out. Just a lot of firsts that are happening in this tournament. And still, despite all of that, our data held strong and we had a winning record throughout this entire tournament. If you had tailed all of our best bets, you still would have won money. So the data is working, sir. Yeah, data is cooking. And I think it is for uh, you know a lot of serious gamblers, too. But they're all saying the same thing this week. I, I think everyone's in the same boat. Like you, you've got these teams that just, you know, and it just throw what you look. Let's just move on. 
Let's just move okay. on. Yeah, we'll get into let's, it a little. Let's bit get later, to the good news here. <laughs> it, it's 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 a mess. It's a mess. I I can't believe these teams, but it gives us a chance to kind of say, okay, let's take another fresher look at at these teams and let's break it down from different angles as well. So let me kick things off with our best bets for the final four. Yes, yes. Let's kick it off with San Diego State, the Aztecs versus the Owls from Florida Atlantic. The Aztecs are favored by two at my book right now. I know that number is fluctuating around the country. I think it's a little different at your book, John. Well, I'll ask yep. you about that in just a little bit when we get to your best bet. The over-under, same thing. This one is 132 at my book. Just checked it a second ago. Still holding strong at 132. It's different in other places. So I'm going to ask you about that as well when we get to your best bet on this game in just a minute. Let's start off with my best bet in this game is the Aztecs to cover minus two. I think most people would say they're surprised Florida Atlantic is in the final four. That I think that's fair to say. That includes alum, students, fans, but here they are proving us all <laughs> wrong. I mean, here they are. Yes. Can they do that against perhaps the best defense left in the tournament? I don't think so. I mean, the Owls are four and one against the spread in their last five games. They won as the lower seed in three out of their four tournament games that they've had against Tennessee, the volunteers defense denied the owls inside the paint. That looked pretty good in the beginning of that game, especially their seven foot one center denying, Mm. but FAU still won that game. I would, I would argue, I would argue if we were really breaking that down, that's because Tennessee couldn't score any three pointers all game long. Doesn't mean necessarily that FAU beat them. It's more like Tennessee lost that game. And while the Owls have been great from the three-point line during their season, they've also been colder than usual from the three down the stretch. So let's talk Aztecs. They play a similar defense as Tennessee. Physical, deny shots in the paint, rebound, rebound, rebound. So if the Aztecs can successfully defend the paint against FAU, and pressure the three-pointer, I think the Aztecs cover and they win here. That's what I'm going with. Defense will win this tournament. I am convinced of that now. My best bet, San Diego State minus two. So, John, we've got minus two. I think you're looking at a minus one and a half at your book. Does that matter much to you here, that half point? Yes, yes. So I've also got San Diego State at my book, minus one and a half. The over-under is 132 and a half. And my best bet here, San Diego State minus one and a half. But Luke, to your point, my data likes this number all the way to two and a half. I would still bet the Aztecs up to two and a half, but the number has not moved. I jumped on this number early on Sunday thinking it was going to go up right away. Uh, These numbers, the further you get in a tournament, they move a lot faster. These numbers for both these games have hardly moved. Me and you have noticed that. So kind of a kind of an odd thing here with only two games left. Um, so I'm going to start with the spread here. I'm on an incredible streak in this tournament of coming down on the right side of one and a half point spreads, eight and two, 80% hit rate this week. I keep it rolling with the Aztecs, Aztecs, underdogs, favorites. It doesn't matter much. They are eight and two against the spread in their last 10 games. One of those spreads, they were favored by nine and a half. One of those spreads that they lost. If you watch this team play, you know, nine and a half is way too much for them to cover. During this tournament, the Aztecs have relied on that defense and attack the paint and mid-range jumpers on the other side of the court. They play very smart, older team, well-coached. Florida Atlantic, 
almost a carbon copy of Creighton. It's crazy. Creighton, 22nd ranked offense, FAU ranked 24. Creighton, 14th ranked defense, FAU ranked 29. Creighton, tempo, ranked 143rd, FAU ranked 155. This is San Diego Creighton round two. Both teams rely on a three three-point shots to win Creighton and FAU FAU a little bit more they're 12th in the country my numbers are telling me like we mentioned earlier San Diego State safe the bet up to minus two and a half in this matchup now for the under I don't know about you Luke I want to see where you're coming down on this too but the under for this game great sweet spot in my data where the under is hitting 85 percent of the time at 131 and a half actually got in on this early at 132 and a half Jump on this fast because I think this could be the most popular bet of this entire round because everybody's going to remember that that game, that last game against Creighton and how low the score was. They're going to be all over this under fast. San Diego State on a 12-game under streak. FAU on a 5-2 and two under streak themselves in the last seven. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I agree 100%. And, you know, my over-under is holding fast at 132. So still right in that sweet spot that we're talking about. Still a good number to get, in in my opinion. Yeah. This is a defensive game. I You know, can, the, the, the pressure really is on FAU here. Can they, can they, the, the, it's all, this is the final four. You know, it, <laughs> it's, it's a big spotlight nationally covered game. Everyone's going to be watching it. Can they perform? I don't think they can. San Diego State's got that recipe they have on defense, and it's been working for them and cooking for them all year. I, I agree with you. I, I'm with you on that under as well. Nice. Let's, let's go to the next game a little bit. For my next best bet, I'm looking at the UConn-Miami game. So here's a here's a question. Um, in real life, who wins? A Husky or, or a Hurricane? Does it depend on the on the degree of Hurricane? Oh, I think, yeah, I think it depends. Like on a Category 5. Category I'm gonna five, go, Huskies. I'm going to go with the Hurricane. A Hurricane's going to win. Yeah, you think The dog's so. going to blow away. You'd think so. You'd think so. Mm-hmm. I think this Hurricane, though, is only a Category 1 bordering on a tropical storm here. So, Oh, boy. Look at this you, guy. UConn <laughs> favored by five and a half. The over-under at my book is 150 right now. I'm making my best bet, UConn covering five and a half. They're going to cover this no problem, in my opinion. Look, UConn is a force in the paint. Adama Sanogo, you're going to hear of that name a lot coming up. He led the Big East in scoring and was fifth in rebounds for the Big East. UConn, it's, as a team, is 12th in the country defending the three. They also mm. have the better bench. Miami, on the other hand, is great from the three-point line. Great from the free throw line as well. But I think this will be a close game. And UConn will wear them down late because they're just the better team. And they've got that bench. The Huskies will have a slight lead toward the end of the game. Maybe two, three points. Maybe one. And Miami will have to foul. That's right. And guess who else is great from the free throw line? UConn. Boom. UConn is going to cover this game in the last moments. UConn. Minus five and a half is my best bet. I also see a huge potential for an over in this Uh-oh. game, especially if UConn can't stop Miami from making a run on three-pointers. You can't stop them all. Now, we talked about this, you and me, a little bit before the podcast. I feel a little bit like I'm contradicting myself. I, I want that five and a half, 
but I'm also thinking, you know, I'm relying on UConn's D to get me there a little bit. I don't know if it's even if it's a shootout and UConn can roll with Miami. I think they do get that win with those free throws toward the end of the game, but I still like the over based on my data. John, tell me why I may be absolutely wrong there. No one likes it when their parents fight, and no one likes it when my two dads are disagreeing. (laughs) UConn minus five and a half is the book number that I have. My over-under, just slightly under yours, 149 and a half. I also like UConn minus five and a half. Let's attack that first. We both agree on it. UConn writing that nine and one against the spread streak. Looks to keep it going against Miami. UConn is who I thought Texas was The Huskies are destroying opponents. In the last four wins, UConn has won by an average of 21 points a game. 28 points over the number one offense in the country in Gonzaga in the last game. Granted, they face some much smaller spreads against the spread streak. So far from the book, they faced two and a half, three and a half, three and a half, and a nine in this tournament. The book bumped them up here a whole basket, a whole three-pointer, Mr. Luke, up to five and a half. These guys are winning by 21. I'm still going to go with UConn to cover that five and a half. Miami, don't get me wrong, impressive run here, easily covering the spread against the likes of Texas, Houston, and Indiana. Not exactly pushovers or cupcakes. The biggest mismatch in this game for me, though, that Miami defense. Can they hold up against the 29th highest scoring offense in the country? Miami's D is the bottom third in the country. Luke, on the under here, oh, I hate to do it. We're we're in a rare disagreement. The dads are fighting. We're screaming at each other in the kitchen. The under falls into a sweet spot for me that's hitting at a 72% clip. UConn came into this tournament on a four-game under streak where the average total set by the books was 144 and a half. But since they entered the March Madness tournament, they have gone two and two with an average total of 139 and a half. So it's not that I necessarily think that UConn's going to have a low score. I just think that the book suggested and made this number a little too high. That's a whole 10 points off the average of any number they've faced so far. I'm banking, it's going to be a sweat, but I'm banking that UConn's going to come in just under. And if I get screwed by a foul shot, I swear to God, (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. (laughs) They've been missing them a whole tournament. Like, just miss it. (laughs) <laughs> those are great. Those are great points. I mean, those are great points. These are two Tims that that, that, that hit a lot of foul shots. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, Miami's got the the better tempo by far, better pace in this game. Uh, you know, they'll run it faster, but will they hit the shots? I, yeah, it's going to be a good one. You know, I think most critics would also say, John, they would point to UConn's record in the tournament, saying they didn't, they didn't face any competition. They didn't. Well, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, a well-oiled machine and a good team that plays fundamental basketball just is good. They're going to, they're going to show up for the final four as well. It's going to be, you know, yeah, we're fighting on the over-under. Let's just do it. We're going to continue to fight on that and uh, may the better daddy uh, win. No, let's not say that. (laughs) We're we're, we're both. Winner, winner gets, gets uh, custody of the kids. Okay. We'll say that. We won't say that we're that we're uh, good or bad, but just I get the kids. So uh, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> How dare you? Hey, let's deep dive. Let's deep dive a little bit here. So just if a, just if, a tad, just a tad, just a tad. If you looked at these teams last year, or at the beginning of this tournament, as a, for for that matter, would you have ever picked 
any of these teams to be here. Minus perhaps, perhaps UConn, perhaps UConn. I would say UConn, I would say UConn, uh, it doesn't surprise me they're in the Final Four. What about you? Uh, perhaps, but it did. UConn in the Final Four did surprise, no matter what anybody's telling you now, did surprise a lot of people. The two or the four biggest uh, biggest problems for the casino in, in long-term futures was Texas. Uh, help me out here, Luke. Alabama. Texas, Alabama. Um, Tennessee. It wasn't Tennessee, UCLA and Houston. Kansas, maybe Kansas. It was UCLA Houston. and Houston. Oh, Houston, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, those yeah. are the four biggest trouble spots. Yep, UConn right. wasn't even in the top, uh, from what I read today, wasn't even the top 10 for future. So the casino, we're going to get more into this, but the casino's loving this Final Four right now. And, uh, you know, the crazy thing about San Diego State here, everybody was talking about the Mountain West when they came into this and how how good the Mountain West actually was. And don't be surprised the highest San Diego State's ever been ranked. They haven't won a tournament game since 2015. And here they are in the final four. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. So uh, definitely a surprise this time. Definitely a surprise. You know, every now and then, though, you know, my alma mater got in the final four not too long ago, Virginia Commonwealth. So, you know. Yes. You know, defense. Tom yeah. Izzo. Tom Izzo. Izzoism. Izzo new. Defense wins championships. <laughs> so you want to make a prediction? Who wins? Who wins the uh, Who wins the national championship here? Ooh. Are we going with uh, a prediction or who I would lay money on? Uh, let's just go prediction right now. Let, let's wait. Let's reserve laying the money for uh, our next podcast, which is going to be, by the way, uh, wow. after, right after the final four, the night of. So we'll, we'll put it out on social media as well for you to look for that. But uh, yeah, if you were to just say right now, you had you, you, someone's got uh, got got you, your, your feet to the fire. You got to pick someone. Who is it? Uh, this feels weird to even say it. If I. If I covered the team names up and I just looked at their numbers, yeah, I'm gonna say the Aztecs, my man. I, no, I don't want to say that at all. But yeah, <laughs> uh. it's crazy. I think they can beat FAU, and I think the biggest challenge for them is gonna be UConn and the way that UConn has been running through people like a buzzsaw. But they haven't faced a defense like San Diego. It almost seems like the uh, the best defenses were on that side of the bracket on San Diego's side of the bracket. And UConn really hasn't faced that. Like, let's, let's be real here. Gonzaga. I think we broke it down in the last tournament. Gonzaga has, or in the last podcast, Gonzaga has one of the best offenses in the country, the best, mm-hmm. but their defense was one of the worst. I think it was the third worst defense of the sweet 16 teams left. So I'm, I'm saying UConn is very impressive. But they have not faced somebody like San Diego State yet. Did I just say that? Did I just say that? I know. I'm looking at Pomeroy <laughs> right now, their numbers currently. And th- these will change if both of these teams win and they go to the championship. San Diego State, their adjusted defense is an 89.9. UConn is a 91.9. So these are the two highest ranking defensive teams left in the tournament UConn the highest ranking offenses offensive team according to that adjusted offensive mark and then efficiency by far these teams San Diego State at 20.8 and UConn at a 20.9 or 28.9 28.9 so 
you know, just looking at that data, they they should they should make the championship. But uh, yeah, I I cannot believe that we're actually sitting here and saying San Diego State is who just looking at it, but just pure looking at the numbers, is going to win this national championship. It's nuts. And as impressive as the Creighton win win was, let's take that out of the equation here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's go back two rounds. They beat. According to Pomeroy, the website you're on, they beat the seventh-ranked offense, according to Pomeroy, in the country. This defense, so they're battle-tested. They went through some tough competition to get here, and they're not going to face a, a offense that good the rest of the tournament. <laughs> yeah, know? no, that's a great point. That's a great point. Oh, God, it's going to be, you know, yeah, we're going to have to watch those games. We have to watch them. We're going to have to do it. <laughs> so let's talk about this, though, because you kind of mentioned it at the top. There is one party to all of this, everything we're talking about, all the madness that is winning big time in this tournament. And that is so far Vegas, the casino. Vegas. Yes. So I follow a bunch of journalists online that cover the gambling industry and they actually cover a lot of the bookmakers and things, interview them a bunch. And they are on pace to have one of the best March Madness tournaments on record. The the books are so many upsets, so many number one seeds gone. They are raking it in, my man. You know, we had this discussion about the spreads in some of those games in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight with the powerhouse SEC teams and the powerhouse, you know, whoever else was left, you know, whether it be Big Ten or uh, – and – ACC, uh, and and we both said at a certain point that there was a there was a data point for us that we identified. It was around the four and a half five mark where we just kind of said, "Hey, you know, these spreads are are just not getting it. it." It's Vegas is out of whack a little bit on on some of these spreads because they're they're, they're just too it, it's a, it's a road too far, yeah. and um it, and we saw that trending as we started moving into the sweet 16 and then we saw it happen again, you know, these, these spreads of five and a half and four and a half never really went to six and beyond. I think one game uh, went to, went beyond that, um, that I lost on. I don't want to discuss it. It was the Princeton game. I took took Princeton plus nine and a half. That didn't happen. Uh, So uh, anyway, anyway, my point is though, you know, you look at something like that, I, and I just said Vegas got it wrong. You know, they got it wrong because they they lost some some of those. But maybe they got it right though, in, in that it, it was just attracted of enough for a lot of people and a lot of betters to go ahead and put that money on Texas, for instance, and yes. you know, w- with confidence. And then all of a sudden, this wacky March Madness happens. Yeah, the bulk of the money's on Texas, and they lose. I mean. Yes. Ah, so frustrating. Um, especially when you break this down because everything pointed the other way on a lot of these games. But yep. uh, you know, I, I stand maybe I stand corrected. I said they got it wrong. You know what? They got it right. They got it right, and they won a ton of money by a lot of these teams, making it tasty, but just tasty enough. And they won on the other side every yes. single time across the board. And not to not to toot our own horn here, but we got to toot it a little bit. The we had a lot of success in this tournament, and mm-hmm. 
Um, the top of the show is gluted. <laughs> the 0-3 last, last round. But we had a lot of success in this tournament. And if we go back and look at those bets, we were off a lot of the spreads. Me and you ended up betting, I would venture to say, 70 to 75% of the bets that we made were over-unders. That's we right. stayed away from those spreads. We so did. we weren't getting killed by these upsets. We were comfortably within those unders, those over-unders. And most of them were unders, I would say. Yeah, there's a saying in sports, you know, you, you, you on offense, you, you take what what it, what they give you. And, you know, on those over-unders, that's what we were given and that's what we were taking. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, and, and here we are. We're sitting here, quite frankly. And we're uh, and we're a little bit angry at the at least I am about my sweet sweet sixteen and elite eight bets and you know like sweet sixteen you know it, it's four and four and you know yeah it's not bad you're not winning but you know you're breaking even on some yeah. crazy March Madness games crazy games yeah you know uh, you know you're just losing that vig a little bit here and there and so to live another day is my point. So I guess if it's the worst case scenario and the ship is sinking, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting here saying the ship is sinking and we're four and four. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> we didn't so... make money. We didn't lose, but we didn't make money. God right. damn it. <laughs> right, right. Not a bad place to be yeah. in, in, when, when you're looking at this final four, because yes. if, 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 if anyone, the first person, and this is family included, Includes you too. That comes up to me and says, "Oh, I picked FAU to win all." I'm gonna slap him in their face. <laughs> exactly right, right. So oh. let me ask you this. Let's shift a little bit. Let me ask you this question: Who do the casinos now want to win, and who do they need to win? So, from what I've read, all those big futures before the tournament happened, those are all dead now. We kind of went into that earlier. So, for the most part, they're safe right now. The one number that you see out there right now, UConn, I think, is minus 125 to win the tournament right now. Who the casinos want to win and would cap off their epic run here, FAU. They need FAU. They don't need it because they're already up a lot. But if FAU won, this would be a, a March Madness tournament for the books for these guys. <laughs> they would love that. FAU is who they want to win. Interesting. God, it's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah. The owls. The owls. <laughs> I'm never going to bet any money on any owl. So <laughs> where's the money going right now? Uh, I, I I looked a little bit here and there. It's it's no doubt it's pouring on UConn uh, a lot of money, but it's not it's not enough to move the line or at least the line's not moving for whatever reason. But what about on that Aztecs game? Where is that money pouring in? I, I I would guess that that the majority is is on the Aztecs. And like we were talking earlier before the po the podcast, the these lines have not changed. Usually these lines, the further right. you go in the tournament, they move fast. These over unders will move maybe five points at some point at some times. Not not this game. These over unders have stayed the same. Uh, I think the over under on San Diego's come down one point from one thirty two and a half to one thirty one and a half at my book. Your over under on UConn has stayed exactly the same. So is mine. Uh, the only change in the spreads, they didn't even change the spread. San Diego State went from minus one and a half. You could buy it at minus one ten. Now they're minus one fifteen, and UConn stayed at minus five and a half. So I'm trying to figure out. Are less people betting on this because of the teams or the book just likes the number where it's at? 
usually you see an early number and if you track it in any sport really you know the early number pops out and then it adjusts very quickly and 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 a lot of times that's because the syndicates or the or the the big a whale someone you know is plopping money down on something pretty early and it's moving lines and that doesn't happen and then you wait for the square money to roll in so the next few days it's going to be next couple of days it's going to be fascinating to watch where those lines change leading up to tip off yeah i also came across a an article today and i was talking to you about it um the final four tickets right now you can get a final four ticket for 140 bucks i guess last year there were over 300 bucks so is the general public do these teams have the following and if they don't have the following who's betting it's it's sharps you know what i mean like yeah. is is the general public betting is that why we're seeing less movement here no they don't they don't have the 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 fan base yeah they don't have the fan base because they don't have the fans who didn't go to the school who aren't alum who aren't from the the town where the school is and they it, you know if you've got like you know Kansas Kansas the Jayhawks or or you know Hook'em Horns Texans uh, Texas, rather, um, then, you know, you've got fans, generally speaking, especially SEC teams, you've got fans, generally speaking, who will just root for Alabama no matter what. And they'll travel to the game because it's Alabama and they'll go and they'll party and they'll have fun and whatever. Yeah. But not Florida Atlantic is, oh. is my would I would argue not San Diego State, I would argue. <laughs> they're not they're not leaving their beautiful coastlines for no, for amazing Houston. They're not. Gosh, this is just fascinating <laughs> written all over it. We're going to find out. Folks, yes. we are going to find out because the games are going to be played. They have to be played. That's what's beautiful about this tournament. It's all going to tick-tock down to tip off, and they're going to have to play the game, and we're going to yes. find out. All right, my man. Let's recap, shall we? Our best bets for this week's Final four round of March Madness. John, remind us who you've got. I like I like four best bets. UConn minus five and a half. And I also like the under 149 and a half. I like San Diego State minus one and a half. And I love the under 132 and a half. That's the right side, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm agreeing with that. My best bet, San Diego State minus two. Just because it's my book, but we like that number all the way up to minus two and a half. Yeah, obviously I like the one and a half too. So that's my best bet. I'm agreeing there. My best bet is the under one thirty two and a half. I love that bet as well. <laughs> Defensive game. My other best bet: UConn minus five and a half. They're going to cover that no problem, in my opinion. Down the stretch in the final moments of the game with those free throws, they're going to ah, nail. It's going to kill us. <laughs> but I am leaning. I'm going to lean. No. Am I going to lean or am I going to make it my best bet? What am I going to oh, do? That's You got to go best bet, do? baby. You got to go best bet. I'm going best bet. I'm going best bet over <laughs> 149 and a half, over 150. I just yes. cannot discount Miami in this game. That's what I'm going on. And that's the only best bet that we disagree on. I got it. I got it. Yes, I got to go back to something here. So we had an over under that we both bet earlier in this tournament. 
And we were both watching the game at the same time on the phone with each other. And <laughs> it was it was the Texas Penn State game. Yeah, it was. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm good with numbers. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, that darn over under was 149 and a half. And I had the under and you had the over. And Texas hit a stupid free throw at the end of the game. <laughs> and I lost by half a point. <laughs> it was an amazing <laughs> phone call. One guy was happy and the other guy was sad. And then you apologized and said, I'm sorry you lost. And I hated you. <laughs> we had a couple of games like that. It's been, that's yeah. why they, hey, 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 man. Hey, that's why they call it March Madness. Yes. So I want to be on the half, the half point side this time with you on the phone. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And that does it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week, everyone. Hey, remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means. And the bets that we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. And be sure to check us out on social media. Look for Daddy Sharps on Facebook and at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back next week with all our best bets and much more. But first, John, tell me, who is your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everyone.